Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome to Goaltending, where your why is bigger than your excuses. I'm your host, Will Bland, and today we have a friend of mine joining us to talk a little bit about team dynamics and growth beyond the educational platform. But before I introduce our guest, I just want to say, as always, thank you for tuning in and thank you for allowing us to be a part of your journey. This is really just all about finding ways to help you grow. So we bring in special guests to share their stories, their experiences, their educational knowledge, so that you can find pieces that are helpful to you and apply them to your journey. The only ask is that you like and subscribe on your listening platforms, leave a five-star review, uh, comment with your questions, your thoughts to join the conversation. And if you find it inf informational and helpful, please share it with someone, with a friend, with a family member, with a random person passing by on the street, whoever you think it might help, share the information. And let's get right into our guest now. Uh, so I met this guy actually uh, in beginning in 2017 through the Entrepreneurial Focused MBA program at the University of Louisville. So just from our experience together in that program, I know firsthand how much knowledge he has to offer when it comes to understanding team dynamics, business planning, relationships, and so much more. Uh, he's gone on since then to become the director of sales for Pistol Data, which is a cannabis data analytics company that collects and analyzes e-commerce data from approximately 90% of retailers in North America. He brings a background in medical care, tech entrepreneurship, as well as SaaS sales to Pistol Data, where he leads teams in revenue generation. Joining us all the way from Detroit, Michigan, Alex Zacusio, welcome to the show. What's going on, man? Thank you so much for having me. I was really looking forward to this today. Absolutely. I know it's going to be a great conversation just from the experiences we've had together. And I know you bring so much more to the table from your experience beyond the program. But why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do currently? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, like you said, like you teed it off, I'm the director of sales right now over at Pistol Data. We're helping brands and retailers across the country make better decisions around product assortment, pricing and discounts. Um, I'm not too sure how much your listeners know about the cannabis space, but it's incredibly competitive, uh, extremely compressed. Each state has its own hurdles to overcome every single day due to the federal illegality of the industry. Right. So. Um, yeah, in the end of the day, we want people to be successful. And what we're doing is helping support brands and retailers on the data front. That sounds extremely exciting. Uh, one for uh, uh, industry that you can be passionate about, but also it sounds like there's a lot of unique challenges and obstacles that you have to face when it comes to regulations, dealing with different states. So that's exciting in itself. And I'm sure that we'll get into some of that as we get a little bit more into obstacles. So let's uh, let's dive into, first off, a little bit about our experiences in the MBA program, some lessons learned from that. So just to begin with, how would you describe your overall experience through the MBA program? Oh man, great question. Uh, I am eternally grateful for my experience from that program. Uh, I truly am one to believe that, I don't think I'd be where I'm at today in my career without the knowledge not only that I learned from the program, but the knowledge I learned from the people around me. Um, I've said it multiple times to people I've spoken to since graduating that I truly believe I learned 
probably the same, if not more from, you know, the environment that uh, was cultivated there with the, you know, the different perspectives of people that they put in our class. Right. Um, it kind of ties me back to the old saying of like, you know, if you're the smartest one in the room, you're not in the right room. And I think what, you know, the University of Louisville did a fantastic job with was put the right people in the same room to learn from each other. Absolutely. So it sounds like one, one of the things that I thought of just when I was looking at that question, listening to you respond, mm -hmm. I hear a lot of people who talk about uh, education in a way that they're like, you know, you don't necessarily need school or, uh, you know, is, is it worth the value? Like some people go on to do great things with only a high school background or even mm -hmm. without a high school diploma. Uh, and it sounds like you granted, uh, gained a great value from it. And I know that I can say for myself as well, gained a great value. I think that the, the big piece to that is, are you getting a degree that truly adds value to what you're trying to do? You know, how can you apply it? And so that's what I want to get into with you today. You know, how, what, what, what we learned from it that we were able to take forward and apply. So one of the big pieces, team dynamics, and we went through multiple team changes through the course of just a 20 month program. So for a, a brief background, just a, a brief setup of it, the beginning of the program, the class was split into uh, four to five person teams which each team worked together throughout the course of the program to build a business that we took to business plan competitions and pitched uh, to potential investors on the back end of the program. So we started with a team of five people and uh, throughout the program, there ended up being a, a person that uh, wasn't working out with the team that ended up uh, stepping away from the team. And then later on, as we reached the back end of the program for business plan competitions, another team member decided to go a different route in the program, in which case we picked up a different member who had been working with another team the whole time. So we had a lot of movement just in that 20 months. So what did those changes teach you about team dynamics? You know, I think uh, in my time in the program and all the changes that we went through with our team, and, and, and we had a tremendous amount of success with uh, with our venture that we launched uh, from the program. But I think it comes down to, and this is hard, you know, I, I think we, I do this every day being, you know, in a leadership position in my current role and in my previous role is, you know, trying to find a way to surround yourself with people that share the same vision and passion for the end goals you do. And that. Um, you know, want to work as hard as you want to, to reach that goal. And that's hard to do. Um, you know, I think Pistol's going through quite a bit of a growth period right now, uh, where we are adding people to our team quite a bit. I brought on a few salespeople, uh, just this past week and we're looking to add more. And you know, we are very calculated about our hiring process, right? Just to tie that in a, a little bit, right? Um, we're very calculated. We're, we're very slow through the process. I kind of tie it back to the old saying, hire slow, fire fast. Sounds kind of harsh, but it's it's true, right? We, we really want to only do it one time. There's a tremendous amount of effort that goes into building a team, right? Mm -hmm. So you want to surround yourself with what I call A players. Um, there's always going to be A players, B players, and C players. You know, I got this saying where, you know, keep your A's, coach your B's, and fire your C's. But um <laughs> It's it's tricky though. There's no there's no clean cut science behind it, and I think that the strongest teams are the ones that are all bought into the same end goal. Mm -hmm. 
definitely have to have buy-in and a, a common goal that everyone's working toward. Uh, it reminded me mm-hmm. of the piece in the program where we, one of the books we had to read was Good to Great. And so <laughs> we yep. quoted it all the time through the program. And that was, you had to get the, <laughs> the right people on the bus and the wrong people off of the bus. That's right. So it sounds like you all implement that there. Yep. So uh, I talk about individual goals a lot, Mm -hmm. uh, probably more frequently than I do team goals. And there's a ton of obstacles that people face and challenges that you face just in planning a goal for yourself. Mm -hmm. When you start talking about working on a goal as a team, there's so many more variables that become involved because now you have, you know, people with different personalities, people with different motivations, all these different driving factors that get thrown into the equation. So what's an obstacle that stood out to you either from working with the program or just any point in life or your position with pistol? How did you overcome it or learn from it? You know, I think in my time working with pistol, there's, there's been, let me, let me dial back a little bit. In the cannabis industry alone, there's a ton of obstacles, right? So not only are we facing obstacles as an industry, our company is a startup as well, and we have to face obstacles every single day as we're building a product that's novel for the space and that's never been never been deployed before until, until Pistol. So, um, you know, there's always going to be ambiguity along the way. And the ways to overcome that are to surround yourself with the right people and, and that share the same vision, like I just said. And um, there's, if you're, if you're moving down a path and there's no obstacles, I don't think you're down the right path. In my opinion, um, I truly feel that any path worth taking is going to have obstacles and, and that's something you need to embrace, right? Um, not every day is going to be sunshines and rainbows and um, you try to, you got to meet challenges head on. That's the only way to grow. Absolutely. Um, in order to grow, you have to find adversity. You have to find those challenges, those obstacles. And then it's all about how you face them and understanding that, you know, if you fail or if you fall or you struggle with an obstacle, it doesn't mean that you actually fail as long as you learn something from it and take something away from it. That's absolutely right, man. You know, I think I've been, I've been fascinated with the concept of failure for, for quite some time in my life. I've you know, early on in my life, I had quite a bit of success in just about everything I touched. And then I faced a very pivotal moment, um, which really taught me a lot about failure. And ever since then, there's been little bits along the way that teach me, you know, teach me a little bit here and there. And, and you hit the nail on the head, right? You can't feel you can't view failure as a failure unless if you learn something from it, right? I think so many people in this world view, um, view change as, as if, it would be worse than the unhappy situation that they're in right now. And, and that failure is such a daunting, um, a daunting thing to go through. But I read a quote a long time ago. Uh, it was actually during our program and it's stuck with me ever since. It's, a, it's by Winston Churchill and uh, it's success is moving from failure to failure with no less enthusiasm. And I live and breathe by that every single day. Yes, I love that quote. I've definitely heard that one before, and it's a great one to live by um, because obstacles are uh, obstacles. Failure, um, they're they're guaranteed in life if you're 
if you're working toward anything, you know, if you're challenging yourself, if you're stepping outside of your comfort zone, going after anything, those challenges and obstacles, you just have to embrace and know that they're just part of it. No, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, complacency, complacency is, I view complacency as worse than change and worse than failure, in my opinion. And when I feel as if I'm not challenging myself or I'm not learning something new every day or um, pushing my boundaries, that's when actually when I get uncomfortable. Um, and I, I try to portray that and live and breathe by it so that, you know, just maybe I can rub off on someone who, who's thinking about heading down that path. That's a fantastic approach. Now, I, I like to get deep when I can, but I also don't want to like push any boundaries. So sure. are you willing to share a little bit about, uh, the story you were just, uh, had mentioned in regards to a pivotal point in your life? Yeah, absolutely, man. You know, I, I actually don't share this story with many people, but I'd be more than happy to share it today with the hopes of, uh, you know, providing some inspiration. Um, so growing up my entire life, I was obviously fascinated with the medical field. And I have quite a bit of background in that being that I uh, worked at a trauma one facility in Detroit, Michigan, where, you know, I was a nursing assistant, and I was pretty bent on heading down the path of, to become a physician. Um, I had seen good and bad physicians in my time in the hospital, and I wanted to do, I wanted to be a great one. And, um, you know, I had always been a great student. I really have. Uh, I love school. I love learning. I'm a good test taker. And uh, I, you know, I went to take the MCAT, which is the placement exam for, you know, for medical school. And I got what would be considered an average score. And so I got waitlisted and I did not get accepted. And, um, at that point, I had told so many people throughout my life, my friends, my family, anyone who I'd come in contact with, that this is the route I was heading down. And when I didn't receive acceptance, even though it was a wait list, right? When I didn't receive acceptance, that was really the first time, Will, that I felt as if I failed, right? And it broke me down because that was, that was the pivotal moment for my life to begin the next chapter, to head down this route that I thought I was going to affect change with, right? And... Mm -hmm. Man, that it crushed me. It crushed me, and uh, I'll never forget it. I, I I became pretty unhappy, right, and, and pretty pretty sad. And I'll never forget. I walked into my father's office one day, and uh, he looked me dead in the eyes and said, "What are you doing?" And I mean, just by him saying that, I knew exactly what he was getting at. He knew that wasn't me. He knew that wasn't me to accept that and to into wallow, and so. I always knew I had a passion for business. My father's been a lifelong entrepreneur. I've seen, I've seen him grow a company. I've seen him have tough times too, right? That's how, that's what the startup, you know, the entrepreneurial life is all about. And he was passionate about me getting into business. And I was, I was passionate about it too. I always knew that I would look to start my own business one way or another one day. And so at that point, I knew that I had to make a change. I had to, I had to head down a different route, right? I had to start moving in a direction. And stop sitting there and wondering why and, and wallowing in my own in my own thought. So that's when I decided to, to, to head down the route to the MBA program, which quite frankly changed my life, man. I I learned knowledge that has put me in the position I'm in today. I've met great people like yourself that I've kept in contact with. It was a phenomenal period of my life. Man, that that's a powerful story. Uh and, and, you know, people say when one door closes, another one opens. And it sounds like, you know, you, you hit that wall, you hit that, you know, that obstacle that, that broke you down. And sometimes you, you do hit those powerful moments in life and they 
they do kind of make you take a step back or they, they take you down for a little bit, but it's all about getting back up. And mm-hmm. that's exactly what you did. You got back up and you found a new passion. You found a, a new goal to work toward. And thank you for being, you know, being vulnerable for sharing that story. Um, because I think that in itself, so many people can relate to that story of hitting one of those walls or hitting a failure that really brought you down but then bouncing back from it. And I can't even give all the credit to myself, man. I think my father was a big piece of it. You know, it's about being, it's about surrounding yourself with people that truly care about you and want the best for you and are willing to tell you, you know, the hard truth and and to help pick you back up when you're down. That's, it's incredibly important. So. Absolutely. So to, to jump back into, uh, you know, a little bit outside of the deep topic, we'll get back to some, some, goaltending stuff, some NBA stuff and some work stuff. So you also work full time through the program uh, on top of a demanding class schedule. We were doing three hour nights, three nights a week through a large part of the program. What did you learn about work life balance and how do you apply that now? What I learned is that I'm capable of a lot more than I thought I was. That's truly, that's truly true, man. It's, uh, that was, that was a very rigorous, rigorous program, fast paced, a lot of, a lot of knowledge to pack in. And I didn't have the business background, you know, I was a biology undergrad. So a lot of this was my first time, you know, hearing this type of content. Mm-hmm. And what I would say about balance is this for anyone out there that is, you know, working their ass off and, Putting in a lot of hours, I got I got all the respect to you, but also find time to step away too. You know, also find time to to spend time with family, spend time with friends, reset. You know, I did that through the program. I would come home quite often to to Detroit to spend time with family. I would still step out on the weekends in Louisville to to hang out with friends. And then when it came time for Monday, I felt refreshed. Even though most people would maybe want to spend their weekend relaxing and you know, laying on the couch, watching a movie, I still wanted to go out and, you know, maybe have a late night or two with some friends and, and make some memories. Because when it came time for Monday, I felt as if I had treated myself and now I'm ready to go to work again. Um, that's it balances everything in life. Absolutely. And, and, and uh, one thing that I've talked about with a lot of other people too, you know, balance can be different things to different people. You know, it's about identifying the things that are important to you. For you, it was you, you know, taking the time to maintain your relationships uh, outside of what you were doing for, for school and work and making sure that you fostered those. And sometimes it came at the sacrifice of some sleep, uh, you know, and mm-hmm. some longer nights. But it's about enjoying the journey. And, and that, that's a great takeaway in terms of finding the balance for yourself. No, absolutely. You, you mentioned in the beginning of the show, I'm, I'm big on my relationships, man. I'm a very much a people's person. And I love to stay in contact with those that invest in me. And, you know, my friends are some of the some of the best people. And, you know, they're the ones who help me get through the program by help, you know, providing that escape for me. So. Absolutely. So I know you went on to, you know, build some success and work hard to get to the position you're at now with Pistol Data uh, be after the program. So what kind of obstacles have you faced? along the way that you've learned from so outside of the program outside of necessarily a work one but what what's been some obstacle to get to where you're at now 
Hmm. That's a great question. You know, I think I've had various obstacles in every, you know, professional role I've been in since the program. Um, one that I could touch on would be, you know, the company that I was with during the program when I got my first, you know, outbound sales role. Uh, I won't mention the company that I was with, but I, I truly felt as if they could have provided a lot more upfront training to people like myself, given that how big they were, how deep the organization was. And what that taught me, though, was I had to do a lot of self-teaching with regard to cold calling and how to prospect, how to manage a pipeline and what worked and what didn't. And it, it taught me a lot. It taught me a lot because, you know, there's not always going to be someone there to teach you and you got to find your own way sometimes. Um, and luckily, I was able to kind of uh, foster a mentor there after kind of proving my work ethic, you know, and um, and he ended up being one of the you know, most influential people in my life outside of my family and, and my friends. And I still keep in contact with him to this day. But, you know, outside of work, I would say, you know, some of the obstacles I face now, Will, would be trying to, I am, I'm incredibly passionate about what I do now. And, you know, we just spoke about the topic on, on balance, but I still think that I could probably become better at balancing now today. Um, I put in a lot of long days and late nights. I work on the weekends sometimes. And um, that's all that's all great because I love what I do and I don't view it as work. But I think that I could find a little bit more balance now. That's probably an obstacle that I need to try to recalibrate or, or recalculate. For sure. I, I think that we all can. Uh, yeah. And it requires self-awareness to even say that, you know, it requires mm -hmm. some self-awareness to identify you know, I'm I'm doing better than I used to do, but I still have some work I can do. You know, we're we're never perfect. We're all human. No, absolutely. I think uh, you know nothing's ever perfect, and we can always get better one way or the other. There's a reason why professional athletes still practice, right? Even with how good they are. So I think that's something that I would like to that I have put it into my into my goal setting for this year, and um, it's a work in progress. I love to hear it. So some people have a fear of talking about their goals, either because they think someone might steal their idea uh, or they just don't want people to judge them if they fail. Uh, so it creates this fear inside of them. Like, I don't want to share it because, you know, what if I don't succeed? Then people might judge me. What are your thoughts on talking about and sharing your goals with others? If you would ask me this question after uh, after I didn't get my acceptance into medical school, I would have answered it very differently than I would today. Um, I would say I would say it's important to share your goals and your ambitions with people as long as you're in the right crowd of people that are credible and can lend value and feedback in a way, whether it's positive or negative, right? Hearing negative feedback or hearing you know criticism can be powerful and, and it's needed sometimes. As long as that, you know, that person is coming from a place of love and, and compassion and, and that they truly want to help you. Right. Um, and and to, to not share your goals, or your ambitions due to failure. You know, that's tricky. That's a that's a, that's a daunting thing. It really is. And, and I'm, I'm thinking a lot about that, that pivotal moment I had. But ever since then, my perspective of failure has changed so much. And. I strive every day to surround myself with the right crowd so that I do feel comfortable sharing my goals and ambitions, whether I succeed or not.
Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't know that I'm quoting it exactly right, but I've I've heard people say, don't share big dreams with small-minded people. So I love that you brought up, you know, it, it matters the group of people that you share the information with. But I've, I've found it to be so helpful to put it out to the universe. And by sharing the idea, by sharing the dream and the passion and the vision, people tend, the universe tends to put things in place to help you achieve it. People tend to want to help you make a relationship or make a connection or, you know, offer a piece of feedback or connect you to something that you need as a resource. Uh, I've found that to be true, but I think it does 100% matter who it is you're sharing it with, because on the same, uh, the same coin on the other side, you share it with somebody who, uh, you know, has a negative way of thinking or is small minded or doesn't have a growth mindset you know, they start to add negativity and they start to say, well, you know, did you think about this and, and bring all of the other things? It's one thing to poke holes to help somebody grow and, and to challenge and ask questions. But it's another thing when you give it to somebody who just doesn't have a growth mindset and, and shoots it down. So I think that was a great point you brought up. No, 100 percent. You hit the nail on the head. It's about the crowd. And then when you talked about um, I want to touch on a point you, you brought up when you talked about you know, kind of putting energy and focus towards our goal. And, and then the universe tends to give back. Um, you know, I've heard many people say, oh, you, you know, how lucky someone is or for, for maybe getting getting a position or getting an opportunity to write. And, and I think about that a lot, too, because I think I found that I don't really necessarily believe in the concept of luck. I think that luck comes from preparation and timing, right? Giving energy towards that goal you're trying to reach, whether it's educating yourself on a topic or, you know, going to the gym, working out, whatever it is, you're preparing for that moment. And when that moment comes, you're, you're, you're prepared to accept it. You're prepared to, to meet it head on and into, into succeed. So, um, I think the first step is to figure out, you know, what your goal is and to begin to, to make a plan and, and put energy towards it and surround yourself with the right people. Absolutely. And, and people say you create your own luck uh, that comes right. through that hard work and that consistency and sticking with it. So we've gotten through some great stuff. Um, a fantastic, incredible story that you shared that I think will inspire many people to action in their journey uh, and to overcome adversity when they cross it. So on the back end, just we've hit some great points, but what are one or two of the most important keys to success when it comes to team dynamics, balance, just goals in general from your experience in life? I think when it comes to reaching a goal, it's all, it's all about being persistent and consistent. Um, having a plan in place too, you know, having actionable steps along the way while the end goal is always very enticing to look at every day. Right. Um, you need to have actionable steps along the way, you know, micro goals that you can reach to keep yourself motivated, uh, by success on a day-to-day -day basis. You know, you're a gym guy, you know, I'm a gym guy too. And, you know, whether you have a weight loss goal in mind or, you know, a certain figure that you're trying to reach, you're never going to get there in a day. And if you constantly focus on that end goal, it's good to have it in the back of your mind in hindsight, but there has to be, there has to be steps along the way 
you know, to reach because that little bit of success when you reach those micro goals is what keeps you going to want to reach the next, the next level. Yes. Having milestones, incremental goals along the way is, is crucial. Um, I'll, I'll share one more point to go along with it just to help grow on to that point. It made me think of Dave Ramsey, how he set up baby steps to, to building wealth and when he set up the debt snowball, which is paying off all your debts, he says, list them smallest to largest in terms of the debts that you have and pay off the smallest one first. And people always question, well, what if that one has a higher interest rate or, you know, whatever, and throw these questions out. And he says, that's not the point. It may have uh, like there may be other stuff with higher interest rates, but by you can get the smallest one paid off the quickest and then you get excited about it and it builds momentum. And then you start to get some traction toward toward what you're working toward. You get excited to see it and it makes you want to work harder and harder. And then you keep on rolling it into the next debt and the next debt. So it was a relation point that just popped in my mind, made me think of it because that's a fantastic point you shared. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to share, a question I didn't ask or anything that you think would be helpful to the audience? You asked me a lot of great questions today, man. I think um, I want to pose a question to you. Uh, you're one of my, uh, you're someone I still keep in touch with, with the pro- from the program, a great friend. Uh, I learned a, a ton from you in the program. You had a lot of different dynamics that you were juggling from family to work to your time in the military. Talk to me a little bit about you know, what you did to balance all that, because I found that fascinating. You know, I thought that I had a busy schedule and, and, and a lot to manage, but then you're on my team and, you know, we, I learned a lot from you and, in in your, your time management. Well, first I, I mean, I appreciate that. Uh, it was definitely a, uh, people use the metaphor of, a I think a duck on water it looks calm on the surface, but underneath the water, the, the feet are churning a mile a minute. Honestly, the the MBA program was one of the most difficult uh, times in my life in terms of balancing. Um, so Brittany and I had just had Aaliyah like two months before the uh, program started. So we have a two-month-old daughter. Um working full time, coming to to class at night, and then trying to maintain marriage and friendships and and deal with having a new child and learn that. Um, I actually had a turning point in the middle of the program in which I was trying to be great at everything. And there was so much going on that... I didn't realize it was taking away from my relationship with Brittany. Mm. Um, In my mind, I was thinking, you know, everything that I'm doing is for our future. I'm I'm working toward growth. I'm trying to make myself better so that I can be in positions to create more success in the future. So I'm thinking, you know, we, we, we knew it would be a time commitment. We knew it'd be demanding. Um, And the truth is Brittany felt like a stay at home mom. You know, I, I got up and left so early in the morning that I only saw Aaliyah for like a second, if even that, before I left for the day. 
and then was going straight to class that night. Aaliyah was already in bed by the time I got home. And then on nights that I didn't have class, I was doing homework or studying because I cared about doing well in the program. So I'm doing everything I can to try to do well in the program. And so you saw me doing well in the program, but the truth is it came at the sacrifice of, uh, of that relationship. And uh, about halfway through the program, uh, it, it came a night that Brittany and I sat down and she told me she was unhappy. And it, it really just tore me up. Um, I saw a lot of divorce and unhealthy relationships growing up uh from from my parents and and just other people around me and that was that's the most important relationship to me to to foster to water the seeds of that relationship and i lost it for a second hmm. and when she told me that it was a wake up call and you know i i started to sacrifice in a few other areas and i started to be more deliberate and intentional and the time that I gave to her, uh, that I took away from other things, whether it was, uh, you know, doing a work activity after work to try to build relationships with people at work, I, I started to forego those. Um, sometimes I cut studying a little bit short and was like, you know, I'll do good enough if I, it's cool if I don't get a, hey, like what matters is this relationship. And so it took a rebalancing. Uh, and, and like I said, nobody's ever perfect. And mm. I was unaware it's great when you're aware and you're like, you know, I need to work on this balance, but I didn't even know. Uh, and there's a quote that I always bring up and that's, if everything's a priority, nothing's a priority. And it was never more true than that moment in the program because I tried to prioritize everything, but it came at a sacrifice. So that's my learning point <laughs> from wow. the experience in the program. That's powerful, man. That's, that's, that's incredible. Thank you for sharing that. That's, I, I knew that you were balancing a lot. I, I never brought it up, I would say, because maybe it wasn't my position. And maybe, you know, when your time with us was a little bit of an escape from all the other things that you were managing mentally. And we were just focused and we had a lot to focus on. So that time was very valuable to us, right? You talked about late nights and you talked about all the, you know, class after work and at the library till four, right? So I never really talked about any of that. I don't think anyone wanted to talk about how, how rigorous that program was. We just were kind of yeah. head down and, and cranking through. But I always viewed you as probably having one of the more time constricted schedules. And, and if I found it fascinating how you balanced it all. And it kind of put things in perspective for me. You know, there'd be moments when I thought, wow, this is this is a lot to handle right now. And then I would look around at the people, you know, in our class and be like, nah, I got this. You know, they're, they're going through <laughs> a lot too. Yeah. And that, that was a cool thing about the program is just how, how tight knit everyone was, right. And how, how connected everyone was being only 15 or 16 students in the class and how, how we all became such good friends. And we, and again, we learned from each other and we were there to lean on each other. And, and I found that to be the program that they curated over there. Hand, hands down changed my life. I learned so much from it. So, yeah, thanks so much for sharing that, man. I appreciate you getting deep with me for a minute, too. Absolutely, man. That's what it's all about, to help people grow. So to wrap things up, what's a good way people can connect with you? Or, you know, is there anything that 
you're helping with uh, people or just want people to be able to get in touch with you in any way? Yeah. Uh, LinkedIn is always a great way to get in touch with me. My life lives on there. Uh, Alex Zakasia, I'm sure people will be able to find my name through this podcast too. Um, something I've been recently helping people with, which I'm pretty passionate about is, is in, um, preparing for interviews, um, which is pretty cool. I've, I've people reach out to me on LinkedIn quite often asking me to help them prep for, for SaaS related interviews. And then on top of that, um, I've kind of developed a passion for building resumes. Uh, I spent a lot of time on mine and, uh, I have friends that reach out and ask me to kind of critique and, and reformat and, and help them, you know, kind of stand off or stand out of the stack from a paper sense. You know, mm-hmm. your, your first, your first impression is through a piece of paper and it's re- incredibly important for you to stand out from the stack and to, and to wow someone when they pull your, pull that resume out from, from the pile. So been really enjoying that in the little free time that I have, I try to help out as much as I can. That's awesome, man. This sounds like a great way to add value to help people. Um, make sure if you all need any help with those things, reach out to Alex or just to connect, or if you have more questions for him about his growth, Alex, thanks so much for, you know, taking the time this evening. We're all busy and it means a lot that, you know, you're vulnerable, willing to share your story and share your experiences and your knowledge. I think there's so many takeaways that people will be able to apply to their journeys. Uh, thank you everybody for tuning in. Don't forget if you enjoyed the episode, like and subscribe, leave a five-star review, comment with your thoughts and questions to join the conversation, and let's grow together.